Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Colacott, with new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month. Catch Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. We always appreciate your time and your company. Uh, my name is Imran. We have an excellent show lined up for you today. Quick reminder, uh, as usual, we have uh, new podcast episodes on the first and third Mondays of every month. And you can find um, those uh, as well as episodes of our uh what should we call them sister podcasts you can find all of that available through our website forever in electricdreams.com um as i said my name is imran i'm joined uh in our two-man booth uh for the episode today by uh tj sutherland how are you today dude hello uh yeah i'm good i'm good i think this is I'm the a... second time we've ever done a two-man booth right I mean, ironically, two-man booth for a wrestling theme podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's almost, almost prophetic, really, isn't it? So It, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can see why we cut Dan intentionally now. Yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> uh, we, sorry, yeah, we released uh, Dan due to yeah. uh, budget cuts. <laughs> but we really want to wish him well in his future yeah, endeavours. future endeavours, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best introduction to the episode today that we can possibly give. I mean... We, we we have a basically a freewheeling kind of conversation uh, that we've inverted commas planned, um, but uh, it's it's kind of uh, we're going to be discussing uh, current WWE product, um, current um, well I say current uh, the the subs- I don't think it's overstating it to say that the death of uh, NXT certainly from the black and gold uh, brand of it and the subsequent rise uh, in AEW. Uh, as well uh, i think a great starting point uh is the royal rumble uh mm. 2022 which currently we're uh what, five days or six days ago it, it aired mm. um it was uh an epic event actually let me rephrase that it was an event with epic consequences it was uh, an event <laughs> it was an event it was an event it, it was definitely a thing that happened I, I gotta say, I wasn't well. But before we we go into it, anyway, before we jump straight into it, I wasn't that as offended with it as as like as the world was, even the wrestlers, even Vince. Anyway, we'll get into it in a moment. Yeah, uh, actually, as, before before we do get into sure. it, I was just gonna say I I was just doing a bit of look up just to kind of refresh my memory and stuff. Did you know there was a fire during the actual uh, during the Royal Rumble? I did not. Oh. So at the end of it was actually at the end of the women's rumble when they set off the pyro for the WrestleMania sign for uh, Ronda to point at. Right. It caught fire and they had to evacuate fans from that section of the stadium. You're, you're kidding. How have I not yeah. heard that? <laughs> I, I'm guessing it wasn't like a major fire, but yeah, it was a, I just saw a headline for it. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Nothing I can blame Vince for. <laughs> um okay wow uh well yes let's discuss the explosive uh royal rumble 
Uh, as a very very quick summation uh, for the uh, the men's rumble, we had uh, Brock Lesnar uh, taking the win um, via a surprise thirtieth. Uh, he came in as number thirty, didn't he? Surprise! Um, inverted commas. Surprise! Yeah, yeah as a thirtieth yeah. entry following his uh, loss to Bobby Lashley uh, of the uh, heavyweight championship, he then goes on to win and dismantle everybody in the ring as per usual. Uh, and in the women's rumble, we have the uh the return of ronda rousey which i marked out fairly hard for because i really am a big fan i i yeah mm-hmm. i'm a massive fan actually i really think she's awesome and so uh she returns and it goes on to eliminate charlotte flair in the final two and then gets to point to the wrestlemania sign as she did famously two years ago uh <laughs> in a very awkward <laughs> kind of introduction <laughs> yeah uh, ronda ronda cracks me up like she <laughs> She's, uh, she. I mean, she's obviously got star power mm. because of her name and her history, and she, you know, she does even in the wrestling ring. Obviously, she did great things in UFC. Uh, that all came crashing down, um, as it does for every fighter eventually, mm. you know. And she had some good matches as well in her first run in WWE. But there's just something like she should be in there with a Paul Heyman or with a manager because. There's just something about her. I'm actually probably more speaking of, um, I don't know if you saw the Raw on Monday after the Raw Rumble. No, I've seen the YouTube highlights. I haven't seen the actual right. event. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime she has to cut a promo, she just, she just looks awkward. Like she doesn't want to be there. Like this is the part of it that I don't like. Like and the, mm. yeah, it's it's just a but even even down to like the point in it, the the wrestling yeah. like, she doesn't look comfortable doing no, that yeah. stuff. Like even Brock, it, you see Brock having to like receiving yeah. the instruction point it, to the side. Yeah. You know it's, exactly. <laughs> so it's like yeah, these legit guys just don't just ain't feeling it. But yeah, but it must be difficult, isn't it? Because I suppose when you're coming from a, a, from a UFC environment where you know what you have to. You know, we know what trash talking is and you can, you, there's, yeah. it, you know, obviously, you know, I imagine it's don't swear. But other than that, it's for you to convey what you want. Mm. And here it's, here's a scripted promo. And, you, you know, and you've got to do this. To this. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and for her, that's got to be daunting. You're coming out to a crowd, you know, there's X amount of million people that will watch it. If not live, they're on YouTube. They've got an arena full of people. And it's still a world that she's still coming to terms with, I think. There was a really interesting uh, Mm. promo she cut after the Rumble, um, which was available on YouTube. And she's Uh, a really good one where she kind of says, um, oh, she's very awkward throughout. I think that the present, the interviewer says to her, so why did you come back now? And she's like, well, it's the Rumble. Of course I want to come back. I was like, okay, we're, we're, you know, okay. Yeah, okay. But there's this really, there's this really great line where she says, um, you know, what did you think of the reaction? She said, yeah, it seemed good, but I'm not going to fall for that again. And I thought yeah. that was a really nice line. I don't know if that was a planned one. They seem to be now, a bit more uh, open with those backstage ones, but um, that was a really cool this, line. This is, so this is interesting. And, I, I, and it makes me, <clears throat> it makes me uncertain of, and uh, and to a certain extent, I, I wonder if she's uncertain or they're uncertain of how to how to betray her because is she a babyface or is she a heel? Mm. Because she got huge cheer when she came out, um, you know, and she's gonna be and it, and then the whole promo on 
Raw the day after was very confusing because it was like, okay, surely you're going to come back and fight Becky? Well, no, because Becky's fighting Lita and okay, then you're going to challenge Charlotte. That's all very confusing. And then there was a whole interaction with Becky, which was really weird. Um, yes, it but, was. And and what Becky was wearing, I'm not even, I'm not even sure what, <laughs> what that was. <laughs> she like Doink's sister or something. It was crazy. But, um, but yeah, it's like, what is she? Is she, you know, is she just a, like a stone cold, like supposed to be just a badass that just wants to come and kick people's ass and leave? Or is she supposed to be, is she, or, or is she, which I think is the case, I think because from all the stuff I hear is that she's actually quite a sensitive person and the negative reaction that she got, because if you remember, she was cheered and cheered and cheered for ages when she felt, when she had her mm. first run. And then when uh, she got into the feud with Charlotte and Charlotte had that, um, had that uh, fought, fight with her when she just like beat her and beat her and beat yeah, her with a kendo stick. And then the fans started cheering Charlotte for beating her. It, there was this weird thing where people were like, like saying one more time, one more time, and all, and all this kind of stuff. And then from then, she started to get booed, and things started to turn a bit sour. And I feel like, like as a shoot, I think she may actually be wearing that. That it's interesting that you called out that backstage interview because I think she is legitimately wary of. Okay, it's all well and good now you're cheering me now, but at some point you're going to turn on me for no through no fault of my own. Because basically, fans are dicks, and we always do that shit. But <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I I think she's legitimately wary of getting too caught up in being a babyface because the, because she she feels like the fans are going to turn on her eventually. Yeah, it's no matter what she does. Yeah, I I find that aspect of sort of wrestling fandom in a way I love it, and in a way I don't, um, because it's it's always interesting to kind of say. At what point have you lost them, and why did you lose them? Or not just say it's not always down to the person; it's down to booking and what was put into place as well. I mean, also it really sometimes didn't. Never... Go, no, sorry, go ahead. Go no, no, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say sometimes, it, like to your point, I think you're right. It's, it's weird to kind of pinpoint a reason because it's the same thing AEW are facing yes. with Cody right now. Absolutely, with his like. You know, he, he's he's kind of the, the John Cena of of AEW, where the you know the fans are he gets booed by some fans, he gets cheered by some fans. They really really hate Brandy. Yeah. I, 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 I saw I'm the right. recent one, vicious. Yeah, vicious. like they really hate her, and it's like I don't understand. I mean, I know she's had like some dodgy runs here and there and whatnot, but yeah, it's just this like passionate vitriol against her, and it's like, and and it's not even. Oh, we're booing, we're booing you because we want you to turn heel. Because I feel, I feel like that's what they're doing with Cody. Mm. They're booing him because they want him to turn heel. And then if he does turn heel, inevitably they'll, they'll start cheering him, just like they did Roman Reigns. So that, that's messed up anyway. But mm. the the thing with Brandy, they just don't want to see her on like in the ring on the on the mic or anything. It's just yeah. like a so. And again, it's like you said, it's like where has this come from? Like she seems yeah. to be portrayed quite well. Um, you know, she's not in your face every week, but on the other occasion she does turn up, people get really angry. So Yeah. I mean it didn't help Rhonda what that hurt that run at that point was she then went up against Becky and at that point nobody yeah, was gonna win that yeah, against Becky. True. I mean that was that was a 
a runaway train that was daniel bryan level of kind of yeah. insane fandom and you know nobody that would have gone up against becky would have been cheered over her so that didn't help her at all but um yeah no i've always been a really big fan of i I mean i would have preferred that she not win the heavyweight championship for uh, in i think it was her third match you know and i'm i'm never a fan of the the super immediate presentation yeah Yeah, like brock sort of he's uh, brock has to go down as literally the most dominant in-ring competitor of all time i mean there's there's nothing there's no one that you know could really stand against anything that he's achieved during his his tenure yeah. you know it's True. and i i don't like that superhuman level of you know that's why people initially turned on cena during mm. his uh the height of his or popularity because he just beat everyone and do you feel uh, like do you feel like roman's getting to that status now as well i well roman's interesting because i i i keep waiting for more cheers but he he isn't kind of getting it. Like sometimes, yeah. like he was in MSG. Um, uh, I think when he was building up to his match with Brock, I think is it the one that they had or the one that he when he caught COVID. But there was an MSG moment, okay, yeah. and the place were crazy for him. Like mm. they were cheering, uh, like like you know, honestly, like that he had the he had him in the palm of his hand. But mm. he still gets more booze, and I I figured by now he would be getting more cheers and. You know, this this thing with Brock would have been the time to have gone. You could have put Heyman betraying Roman, mm. and then that would have been the transition to fully making him face. But mm. it doesn't even seem like you're close to being able to do that. Not that I think it would be a good I, creative decision to do it right now. Yeah, anyway, I don't think they're looking to do that no. at the moment as well. So, no. um, but yeah, I think um, going going back to the women's rumble. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have a mass problem i mean if you uh, yeah i guess the, the the problem is if you got if you're gonna put ronda in the women's rumble she has to win it like there's yeah. no point paying her all that money and she's not and you're not gonna have her head so either you have her win the rumble or you have her i don't know what's next is it is there a women's elimination chamber or is it just a men? um I don't know if it's been announced, but they have been doing women's elimination chambers, haven't they? So yeah. I'm, I'm so not I, entirely sure. So I might have done a, I might have done, I might have done, not had her in the rumble, but maybe had, and then I guess elimination chamber is not as big a pay per view. So yeah, it's a tough one because I, I, I would, I would always kind of prefer to see the rumble won by you know, someone you want to elevate or someone you want to take to that next level. So that's a really interesting point because. I remember thinking about that specifically for the men's and this is potentially the problem with WWE at the moment is that I would have bet good money on the fact that whoever won the rumble, I obviously I had no idea it was, it would have been Brock, but I, I was convinced whoever would win the rumble would be a repeat champion because there's nobody waiting in the wings right now That's ready true. for that elevation. And I was, yeah. I thought AJ would have been potentially a, a candidate because they're doing, they seem to be pushing him a little bit um, like as a solo uh, baby face at the moment. But mm. I, there's nobody waiting in the wings that, that, yeah, is, that is really primed for that elevation. Time, that is, that really, really is. I know there's been a lot of talk that um, uh, b- 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 Riddle 
would have done it personally. I think obviously as a, as a, as a veteran in his own right, he's obviously ready for uh, a main event run like that. But I don't think within the current, like the, it feels too soon. Yeah, yeah. I think it, within his main roster run and with the, the tag thing he's got with Randy, it would have been about the wrong time. But yeah, um, he's terrible. the literally, there's nobody that I could even have suggested. I thought maybe Kevin Owens, maybe, maybe Seth, maybe AJ, maybe but Yeah, Randy. but no one, no one no, knew that, No right? one. Yeah, you're right, actually. But there, there's, yeah, there's not a single person who, I mean, maybe That's if it was a year's time. Yeah, they seem to be really into Austin Theory at the moment. But maybe in a year's time that he yeah, would have been he's, that person. Yeah, he's, but... he's still not quite there. Well, and also he's, he's they're into him now while Vince doesn't yeah. get bored of him so yeah um but yeah for the for the women's I, again like i was i was kind of hoping maybe bailey might might make a comeback oh that's but, a great point yeah um cuz that would have been a great surprise to come back but the thing that that irked me the most about the women's rumble is just the amount of um nostalgia um yeah. ins uh that was just that was too much like i think i meant that mentioned this in, in our Texas change. Like yeah. if you're going to have every rumble, you need to have like a certain number of nostalgia, you know, returning old guard, you know, whatever it is just to get like a fun pop. The ivory, uh, ivory. Yeah. Ivory one was brilliant. Right. The right center thing. <laughs> that was genius. Yeah. Um, stuff like, you know, like a liter, you know, fine. Always gets a big pop, but I mean, you got, you know, your Michelle McCall's in there, Kelly Kelly, Alicia Fox. Like, you've got all those people, but yet you've got a whole, like, roster of women at NXT that at some point you think you'd want to bring up to the main roster and actually mm-hmm. utilise them. To me, the Royal Rumble is that opportunity to get, you know, get uh, give someone in NXT a little run. Give them, like, a, a little monster run to throw out a couple of people. So just to get them on people's radars and go, oh, who's that? Oh, that person's at NXT. Oh, I'm going to go and watch NXT because yeah. they look kind of cool. But not one single... Yeah, there wasn't one single NXT um, woman. Um, in fact, on uh, men's or women's. No, you're right. Yeah. No NXT people at all, which is weird considering they've had... Um, what's his name? Grayson Waller popping up on Raw and stuff right, like that. Right, right. Um, you've got guys like um, Tommaso Chamba who've been in the Rumble before, I think. Um you know, Io Shirai, massively experienced. Um, you know, so many people they could have Gonzalez just given a bit of yeah, 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 exactly. Raquel, I, I, yeah. I thought Raquel was should have been coming up ages ago when she dropped the belt. I thought she was going to come up immediately, but yeah, that's a great point. So yeah. you know, and this is and, and again going back to that side indictment of the fact that there's no one in that next level that you could have had to win the Rumble to yeah. To, to elevate them. It's like, well, it's because you're not, I mean, I, I understand there's a lot of the guys at NXT are super green right now, but just to go in a rumble, run around for a bit and get thrown over the top rope. I mean, mm. you know, what's, what's the harm? So. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have to yeah. confess, like I, I, I think I, I said in the message, I, I watched the women's and my initial thing was, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, I thought, yeah, that, that was, that was cool. It sort of enough happened. I thought actually speaking of the women's rumble, we have to talk about Mickey James. Like, Oh yeah. my, what the heck was that? How amazing that they had the Impact Women's Champion come out doing a good showing with the title. That, yeah, that and is had the insane. Impact logo. So I knew that they'd been talking to Impact about um, some stuff. So I knew that they were, they were talking to them. I didn't know Mickey James was going to come in. 
But um, I, I thought maybe there might be something down the road where you might have someone appear. But um, I don't know if this is like a like an AEW kind of open door policy type scenario mm. where people are going to come and go. But but yeah, I mean, Impact obviously just super happy to work with any of the big boys. So sure. you know they'll they'll, they'll gladly uh, open it all. But again, it's like how many, also how many people did they have in that rumble that they sacked like a few couple of months yeah, ago like, that was, yeah. Sarah Logan popped yeah. up apparently they called true. up Nia Jax she told him to fuck off <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I, yeah I, I some yeah, of the dealings you're right there. and that, that was it, it was one of those things where I said like I, I I watched it and I I enjoyed the women's, um. But you're right that it there there is so much around it where it's kind of like well, firstly, where the hell is Oscar? You know, yeah, I mean, oh God, like yeah. that is that is just insane to me that she's waiting in the wings. I just thought she was injured or something for a long time, but apparently yeah, she's not. been she's healthy for a while. She's just insane. I think the last thing I read was that they have nothing for her. That's that such like, an insane thing. How when you've got Carmella and flipping what's her name Zelina? <laughs> That's the tag team. Yeah, Zelina is a tag team champion. Yeah, that's, going on. yeah, such a, a bizarre thing. But you're right. There's there was a lot around that rumble where it's, if you dissect it, there's there's the, the, the flaws are quite apparent. So yeah, uh, so yeah, no, that's it's, it is fair kind of criticism. And, and I, you know, it, it ultimately the, neither rumble has been well received even by the competitors in it. Um, yeah, which is uh, which is I guess quite. I can't think of a rumble in in this level. Obviously, when you know the the Roman, uh, the first Rumble that he won. Oh my gosh! When mm. people were cheering for Daniel Bryan the entire time and booing The Rock. I mean, that was <laughs> even The Rock was like, moment. "Damn, I know, <laughs> yeah." Like, not don't know what call to do me <laughs> for a few years. I'm not coming back here for a while. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess sort of, yeah. It it was kind of a. Uh, it seems to be a, a bit. Of, yeah, I was like that lone voice going, oh, "That was good," and then the, the whole world is like, "No, it isn't." It was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Objectively, I think it was. It was. It wasn't like it wasn't bad, but I think it was to, again for me. It was tainted by, you know, why they got these these people here? Why they done that? Why? They, and yeah, the, yeah. And this, and sadly, I kind of view WWE through that lens a lot more now than I ever did. And I do it more and more often now, which is which is bad because it's it's not fair on the competitors because they're just out there doing their job <clears throat> and they're busting their ass and um and I I admittedly so I I I'm overly critical of WWE because I look through it I look at it through a lens of um why are you making these decisions as opposed to what, how good was this match um. You know, Kevin Owens and Seth Seth Rollins can go out there and have a five star match and blow the roof of the place, and I'll be like, "Yeah, but you guys have." The first thing I think of is, "Yeah, but you guys have wrestled like six times in the last two weeks." Mm. So you know, it's and and this is uh, unfortunately this is just this is of their own doing because they make so many dumb or illogical, I don't know, decisions. It's uh, it's frustrating, and I, I want I kind of want I want them to do well. I want them to. Put on a good product because they got some incredible, incredible performances there. Um, the stuff, the stuff with Roman and Paul and uh, Brock at the moment is just genius. Yeah, um, that whole turn with uh, um, right in the, that was that was very, very, very well done. It was very, really, very really good. Well done. Yeah, it's um, yeah. 
uh, everything yeah you're right everything, everything roman's been doing is amazing Heyman is always the icing on on any cake i don't know what is going on with brock like since this return where he seems to enjoy talking and i, I yeah, find he's all over it. it he is isn't he he's like, all and smiling he's, and like having a laugh and he's <laughs> sassing so like, he's it's like he's, i i that was the reason i thought well Heyman will never leave him because yeah. brock famously doesn't want to talk and i think when he initially when he first came back after his ufc uh career um uh, kind of when he when that ended and he came back against cena there was a i think the first promo he cut they'd already reached out to paul and said do you want to come back and be his you know his manager mouthpiece etc and hamer said no i'm not looking to to come back and apparently the first um uh promo that brock cut in the ring on raw I think it had John Laurinaitis in the ring and it was a car. It was deemed a car car wreck like mm. Brock. He couldn't get, he couldn't communicate everything he was supposed to and he mm. did it badly. And it was really, really bad. And apparently when he walked to the back, Vince looked at him like, what was that? And he didn't say <laughs> anything. He looked at him and a Brock just said, get Paul and walked off. <laughs> like even he, he knew it, everything had failed and payment was watching it. And he was like, Oh God, that was bad. <laughs> so he, he came back out of pity, I think. But, uh, so guess, but it, that doesn't seem to be the case now. Brock seems to really almost enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is actually, for me, this is probably the best version of Brock. Like, and I feel like he's, I mean, not necessarily in the ring. I mean, he's still pretty good in the ring. He's still a bit of a one trick pony, but, but, um, uh, that said, in the ring, there's not many people that sell better than Brock. Considering yeah. how strongly he's booked, if you watch his selling, he's very, very, very good, and he will sell stuff like he's been like shot. He's very, very good at that, and, and I think he's. I, I think it's it's underrated how how very good how good he is at that. Um, but yeah, I feel like he he's just having a whale of a time. Like he's got his money. He's like he's he's doing his hunting. He's just like I don't have to do this. Like, I, I I generally feel like he's got the mentality of I don't have to do this. So if I am going to do it, I'm going to get paid a shitload of money. And I'm going to have some fun with it. Mm. And, and I feel like he feels like someone who's just like having fun with like all the pressure off of him because he's just going out there. He's cutting promos. He's smiling. He's he's doing silly stuff. He's laughing with people. He's laughing at people, and he's just having the most fun out of everyone that, on that entire roster. Probably because he's getting paid a shitload of money. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, I, but I think um, the problem I always have with him is this, just this utter dominance, you know, that he, he where as soon as you hear his music come out for the rumble, you, at the, you knew it was over. <laughs> just like, well, that's it. Done. done exactly. Yeah, and he just dumps them over, you know, he, <laughs> You know, he squashes Kofi's uh, Kofi mania, kind of this glorious run. It ends in seconds. That, that was horrible. That was horrible. That was horrible. Spe- you know, speaking, and- of, speaking of horrible and, and Kofi, did oh you see his elimination? Gosh. Yes. <laughs> that was, nobody, nobody, we haven't, no one's talked about that, actually. Like, so it had to happen at some point, didn't it? Like, bless him. Oh so just gosh. so just to just to just to give some context to, to our listeners, so Kofi Kingston uh, has a history of he's never won the Rumble. No, he's never won the Rumble, no. but he's got a history of uh, being basically the highlight reel of the of the Royal Rumble. So 
he'll someone will try to eliminate him and he'll do something spectacular like yeah uh he'll land on his hands and then do a handstand and yeah. walk around the ring and get back in or so whatever he does he'll do something spectacular that means he doesn't his feet don't touch the floor and he gets eliminated like one year he like landed on his pancakes which i thought was a bit shit um <laughs> But yeah, so he's always like, and as he's walking into the ring, this this is this is so beautiful. As he's walking into the ring, the commentator's like, "Oh, if ever there was a highlight reel done of the Royal Rumble night, percent of it would be Kofi Kingston." And they were yeah, like, they were uh... boosting him up, like giving it the big, large, all the rest of it. Comes in the ring, does a quick spot, uh, gets caught up with Kevin Owens, and I think he was outside. Was yeah, he was outside. Yeah. And Kevin Owens, yeah, because they tussled, and he ended up uh, going over the rope, but still on the um, still on the apron, the apron mm-hmm. of the of the ring. Kevin Owens hits him, and he flies from the ring to try and land like a cat on the uh, bar- the barrier between the fans. And um, as he lands, his chest—oh god, his chest must be absolutely <laughs> fucked. His chest <laughs> hits the top of the barrier, and his feet barely touch the floor. But everyone sees it, and there's yeah, this the great moment right where the camera's right there. And there's this great moment if you I, I've watched it like a thousand times. There's this great <laughs> moment where he kind of lands, and then you kind of see him looking, like looking around to see if anyone noticed. There's like forty thousand people around him, and cameras, and referees. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking like a kid that's been caught with his hand in a cookie jar. Like, did any, did anyone see that? And uh, and the referee come over and it's like, like, and you could tell yeah, the referee like... didn't want to didn't want to give him the bad news. But the referee's like, sorry, dude, you got to get out of here. Like, it's, it's it's right, it was right on camera. There's and then, nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah. And then you see Kevin's face. And he's from Gorilla, like, exactly. yeah, he slumps like, to the yeah, floor. Like, yeah. ah, he's just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I imagine they said, like, they probably chastised the cameraman, to be honest, because if the cameraman wasn't there, then it, and if well, the, the camera was on the well, other side, you know, then they... But the thing is, how do, you, how, do you capture, how do you capture the highlight reel? Because the whole well, plan, it, obviously, was for him to do something spectacular and for the cameraman to get the shot. Oh, but that was their undoing, right? But that the only thing that the... Well, I don't know if it's, the, it's not the cameraman's fault, I guess. It's whoever's, you know, vision mixing it. But in terms of if the camera had been, say, the hard cam, you would have seen him hit the the barrier, but you wouldn't have seen his feet. And then you could cut to him once yeah. he's he's regained himself. And then he's, I guess he was going to walk along the, the barrier. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. it's just um, that one moment. The, the, of so it's yeah, whoever was doing thing. the yeah, the, it would be the director, right, calling the shots. Yes, the, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but it was plain yeah, as day. You couldn't even hide it. That was him. that was quite possibly my highlight of the Royal Rumble. That was, <laughs> I, was I, I watched it so many times. It was, fucking, it, was it was it was just a look on like Kofi's like hanging onto the barrier and he's just looking around like really sheepish, like yeah. hoping no one's like me. You uh, yeah. But um, yeah, he yeah, kind of trades yeah, that absolutely. spot with Naomi as well. She's developing quite, you know, her own highlight yeah. reel. Uh, yeah, she, well, she tries to do something this time, didn't he? But Sonia, yes, that nicely Sonya done. Weird, weird. I know weird it's a strange. Well. It's a strange. It's like it. They 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 they, they present it like there's genuine tension um, between mm. them. I, I think it's kind of cool. I like to see Sonia get I've, back in the ring, to be honest. But uh, the only the only reason why I'm not buying it is because I'm not being funny, but we know who you're married to. You're married to the, one of the most powerful co- families in the whole of WWE. Right. <laughs> so why are you letting this woman, this 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 woman who is the same like level as Adam, what's his name, who right. Roman bosses about every week, <laughs> and yet you're letting this woman run you ragged and and 
make you look like an idiot every week. I don't yeah. I, I think you'd, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't stand on your own two feet. You're an independent, strong woman and all, mm. but at the same time, I'd be like, not being funny. Get out of my way. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I find that that's a bit, bit of a weird one. And also, yeah. why does Sonia have beef with her? It's weird. But yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know how that started. I don't. I, I don't know if there was something specific that triggered <laughs> do you, do you it. Not, or anything, but... Do you not know how it started? Oh no, no. It's literally. Um, Naomi was off TV for a while, and uh, she got traded to SmackDown, and she just wasn't getting any matches. And went to Sonya every week and said, "Can I get a match? Can I get a match? Can I get a match?" Because Sonya keeps kept saying no, and it kind of just escalated from that. It was like there was no like turning point or anything. It was just, she just wanted to wrestle oh, okay. on a Fair wrestling enough. show. Basically, it's like you go into work <clears throat> and you say to your boss, yeah, um, I'm about to finish my tasks. Can I get some more tasks? And he says no. And then you get into a feud off of that. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's a, a, they've already fought, I think, on SmackDown. So I'm not quite sure what the payoff for this is going to be, but um but yeah, yeah, it's something to do, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything else? So, what else? Bobby Lashley got the belt back. Bobby Lashley got of... the belt back in the, in a match. I I don't think anyone thought he was gonna he was gonna win. To be honest, yeah. so uh, good good for him. Um, and he's 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 kind of a weird baby face now type thing because he was getting cheered, but it was all a bit weird. I don't know. I'm not quite <laughs> sure what to make of Bobby Lashley now. Uh, no, I I think he's still a heel. I, I yeah. Cause, Mm, I think he's still a heel. It's very confusing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's, yeah, it's it's cool that I mean Lashley's wanted that match for a really long time, so it's kind of cool that it that it actually happened. I don't think it's small things with wrestling, you know, the, what, the way that you present um, things that kind of I think can ruin something. And I think mm-hmm. for Brock to be like Bobby, who. You know, I I I, I wouldn't have taken that approach exactly. You know, yeah. I I think you know uh, what well, you know Lashley doesn't have as uh, impressive an MMA career uh, as Brock, obviously, but he does have an MMA career. You know, he is, I believe he's undefeated in, in the matches that he's had. Um, he's mm. an incredible, uh, you know, specimen of, you know, of, 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 he's an athlete, he's a warrior, you know, and he had a great run since they put him with um, MVP and he's, he was a mm. dominant, dominant champion. I, I, I think it would have served the, 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 the matchup better if Brock had, had acknowledged put him that. Over a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Just to save sort of Bobby who, if Bill was, again, it's, you know, it's almost like, that's, I guess it goes to what you, your point you were saying about how his his dominance is yes almost overbearing to a certain extent. Yeah, so. it is because it's it's literally like there's Brock and there's a large gap and then there's everyone else and mm. I, I and I think that that's you know I I, I I wish they would address that balance a little bit more. Um, yeah, it, it's um it's yeah there's a you're right there's a severe balancing problem there because anytime you involve brock in the storyline um or or roman and this is why i asked you know is roman at that level now because it anytime you involve either of those two in a storyline they've put them so far above everyone else yeah but at least roman's cheating though at least he's he at least he cheats to win no true true but it's but it's again but it's it's kind of the same thing thing to certain to, yeah, to yeah, certain sure. degree. Let, to a lesser extent. Dominance. You're right. But, it, you're right. but uh, in terms of when they go into a match, do you do you look at the other person and think you've got a chance of winning this match? Because mm. the same thing with Bobby Lashley. Like you looked at that and went, Lashley's, you know, been a champion, you know, same size as Brock. 
shouldn't be shouldn't be able to get like dominated by the Brock in the way normal way does. Yeah. But you didn't think he's done a chance. And I, I I and you look down the rest of the card, and again, this is you know, you look at the tiers of people in the men's division, Brock, um, and Roman, and then everybody else. And, you know, there's 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 no one I look at and go, yeah, you could be the next guy. If, if Riddle won it, I, I wouldn't look at that and go, yeah, Riddle, Riddle will win the title. I mm. can't see anyone in the men's roster that I can see holding a major title anytime within the next two years, maybe. And I, I can, I can honestly, I mean, you're right to the, to, to that exact point. That's what makes the Roman run so interesting because mm. um, there's a chance Brock could do it. The chance, I don't think he's going to take it, but there is a chance that Brock could take that title at Mania because if anyone was going to do it, it would be him. But, but then, other than but Brock, you've got, same, who... then you've got the same situation though. That's what I mean. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. What, it's one of the two of them. It's like, yes. if it's, if it's not Roman, it's Brock. Because if Brock wins it, who's going to beat him? Yeah. Only Roman. And, well, and, and Brock right. will have it for like a year before yeah. that. I think he's only relinquished the belt now because obviously you have a Rumble winner. And I, yeah. you, you obviously want Brock versus Roman for Mania, but then you've got a male Rumble winner. So where does he go? So you had, he had but to drop also, the belt. But then you've also got, he's in the elimination chamber. That's so See, bizarre. Uh, and this is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, I, I, I was dying to not rag on WWE, but it's, it's way too easy. <laughs> the, the, this again, this makes no sense. It's, no, it you got, doesn't. But you got Brock in the elimination chamber, so so now they, it feels like they booked themselves into a corner because you you telling me you're going to put him in the elimination chamber and he's going to lose. Well, he, he's going to have to. He can't. You can't take the belt. But but then he will say. But he's been talking about he wants to do title versus title. Actually, you know what? he could care. take the belt. He actually could take the belt, but he had to lose it because you you wouldn't have had the match otherwise. He may have absolutely just lost it to get it back to make the champion versus champion match Why? because he couldn't go into the Rumble as champion, obviously. So you would have had a Rumble winner. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But yeah, it's uh, yeah. Actually, we're trying to apply too much logic to WWE booking. <laughs> that's, that's that's the that's the biggest problem here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's all very confusing, and 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 like like I say, it's it's really um, I struggle to see where the next you know next big thing. You look at AEW, you know, switch over to to AEW. You go, okay, Hangman Page is the top champion right now. <clears throat> Mox could come back. MJF could come through. Um, you know, you got so many guys that you could say. You could say, do you know what? I could see that guy beating Page sure. in you know three, six, nine months' time. They'll give him because they're they're good with their champions. They do get nice long runs. Um, but I don't feel any of their champions have overstayed their welcome. Mm. Um, yeah. Which or, or and also I don't think any of their champions feel like they're bulletproof. Like you can kind of safely go for the first, you know, six nine months of their title reign, they're probably safe. But then after that, and even then, like as as you're watching the, the landscape, you can see, okay, this is this is the next tier down. This is the guy who, in six months' time, will probably is probably going to fight um, Adam Page. I think it might actually be it might be an MJF actually. Wow, you reckon he, that that soon? It might be. Wow. I mean, the guy's... Is he still undefeated? I think he's still undefeated. 
Um, you know, he's not, he's got, he's shown no interest in the TNT title. Mm. Um, it needs to be a pretty major heel to take the title off of Paige. So I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be Moxley. They've done the Daniel Bryan thing. I don't think it'll be Punk. I'm not even sure if they're going to put a title on Punk. They might put the TNT title on him. I don't think they'll give him. I don't think they'll give him. The really? Title. Why not? Uh, more because of Punk. I think. I think Punk is. Have you seen this week's Dynamite yet? Uh, I've seen the, some of the highlights of it. Yeah, that's. Do you know the results? Do you know yes. the results of the main yes. event? Okay. So, um, yeah. So I mean, when I look at that, I'm like, okay, Punk is there to put people not not just to put people over, but he's not about himself in this run. And I don't think he's, they might put the title on him, but uh, I, I, I feel like he doesn't have too much interest in the heavyweight title. I think he's there to, I think he's there for mostly unselfish reasons. I mean, obviously he's getting paid a load of money as mm. well, but I don't think they're going to put the title on him. If, oh, I disagree. I think they will. The thing is, I mean, when do you do it? Well, he's it's, he can't take it from Paige. Yeah. So Paige okay. has to lose so, it to someone like Malachi. And then uh, I think Punk taking Malachi's, it from him. Malachi's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, bit, I, not, not specifically the person yeah. I, I think, but Paige has to lose to, to a heel. And I think Punk has to take it off of a heel. But, uh, you know... You, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. But, yeah, I don't know. I... I Okay, put it this way. I, I, if, hmm. I was going to say if Punk didn't win it, doesn't win it by twenty twenty three, they're not going to put it on him at all. But then I don't know how long his contract is actually, because I think it's it's probably like a three year contract, something like that. Mm, maybe, yeah, probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, but, what are you, what are your thoughts on AEW at the moment? I know you are you're a big fan, right? Yeah, I mean, I um, I watch Dynamite every week. Uh, I've kind of for I, I mean, I dip in and out with Rampage. I mean, it's only an hour, so it's it's actually super easy watching. Um, I don't watch like Dark or Elevation or any of that stuff because um, it's only so many hours in the day. Um, really enjoying it. It's uh, it's not perfect by any stretch of, imag- stretch of the imagination. Um, what they've done in a very short space of time is pretty remarkable. Um, but they've got some smart people working for them. And, yeah. you know, they listen to the creative input from everyone there. Um, it's not just listening. It's not just one voice. And that does create some a level of uh, roughness or lack of polish. Because the one good, one thing you can't knock WWE for is their production values and their polish and their presentation, sure. which is you know it's been honed over decades of you know sports entertainment and and knowing what they, what to do and the amount of money they got and all that kind of stuff. So their, their production values and their polish is second to none. Um, AEW is rough around the edges because they're young. Uh, don't have as much money, don't have as much experience. And also they're taking creative ideas from, you know, the, the wrestlers get a lot more input into what they're doing. So, so sometimes you'll get stuff that's like an absolute 
swinging a hit and sometimes you get stuff that's a massive miss. Um, but, you know, they're trying and they're, they're learning and as they do and, and all that kind of stuff. But I think um, they're on the right trajectory. They've got lots of um, really young, talented guys there, like, you know, MJF, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara. All these guys are like, you know, under 30. Like, MJF's like 24, I think. God, 23, amazing. 24. Jeez. Jungle Boy's like tw- uh, early 20s. Guevara, I think, is mid to late 20s. Mm. Um, it got Darby Allen's like, like twelve or something. Darby Allen, yeah, Darby <laughs> Allen's, yeah, yeah. Darby, I, I said no disrespect. Sure I don't. Really I'm not sure he's legally that. allowed to be wrestling. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you have got all these guys that are you know super young, very talented, comfortable on the mic. Um, you know, some more than others. Obviously, MGF's just absolutely phenomenal. MGF's just ridiculous, man. Like, yeah, he. he he, uh, um, Punk, um, in their first uh, mic battle, he said he he called him something. Basically, he compared him to the Miz. Yeah, and I was like, line. and then I was like, do you know what? MGF is the Miz. If Miz was like, you know, fifty thousand times better, because <laughs> the the Miz <laughs> is <laughs> basically MGF is incredible on the microphone. He's someone that you hate, but you he's a perfect heel. Like, you love to see you. He gets booed immediately, but it's not like, oh, I don't want to see this guy. You're intrigued by what he's going to say because yeah, he's always spitting fire. Yeah. You love to hate him. And uh, and he and he doesn't break character, like, at all. Even when he was, uh, he, a couple of Dynamites ago, they were in uh, Long Island, where he's from. Mm. Right. And he got the biggest cheer. He was like... The biggest, like you know, should have was should have been the biggest baby baby face. And, you know, people go to their hometown, they smile and yeah, they cheer. Yeah. And there was there was a split second where you saw him like legitimately get a little bit choked up or emotional because yeah. of the moment, which is fair enough. But then the whole match, he wrestled like a heel. He was cheating. He was he, <laughs> he'd do stuff like he'd he'd go and like do like some cheat, and then he'd go and like stand on the turnbuckle and raise his hands, and he'd get like the biggest pop, and it was incredible. <laughs> um. But yeah, like all the little things he does are just just absolutely brilliant. And, uh, you know, they've got guys like that there. And, um, you know, the, the future is really bright for them because they're very smart in how they book people. You know, there's no, there's none of this 50-50 booking bullshit. There's none of it. They very rarely, I think they've only done like one, non, one DQ finish in the entire history of the company. So you'll always get a finish. You'll always be rewarded for your time investment. You know, wins and losses actually do matter. Mm. They've kind of, it feels like they've kind of abandoned the whole ranking thing. That's kind of seems to be quietly going away. It's difficult uh, to, every, every, to manage something like that, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. massively. Well, they, well, they, I think the way they've tried to get around it is by saying that it resets every year, every calendar right, year. Okay. Um, which is quite clever because that means you don't have to follow like thousands upon thousands of matches. But yeah. Um, and you can kind of reshuffle the deck every year. So I guess that's kind of a smart way to do it. Yeah. And every so often they'll refer to oh such and such as a number one challenger, but you know, no I don't think anyone pays too much attention to that anymore. Mm. Um but yeah, they just got some phenomenal talent there. The only one thing I would say though is it does feel like their roster is overly stacked. Yes, massively. Um to the point where when people get released from WWE, I'm like, oh shit, should you even go to A? Like initially it used to be, yeah, yeah, that person should go to AW. Yeah, you should go to AW. 
now it's like, ooh, when you got to get a chance to wrestle if you go yeah. AEW, like, how yeah. are you going to fit into the? So, yeah, it's um, yeah, they're, I mean, they're at a stage now. Are they coming up to three years old now? Because yeah. yeah. there's loads of people whose contracts are up and stuff like that. So I think you're going to start seeing a little bit of a thinning of the, not through releases or anything like that. I think they're just going to uh, just not renew some people's contracts. Um, or, or some people are just going to go, I'm just going to, I'm just going to bounce because I'm not getting enough TV time, whatever. Mm. So um, yeah. But if you sit down and think about like how many big like names are there that aren't getting that much TV time, like, I haven't seen Miro in weeks. Right. You know, stuff yeah, like that. Name, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think that's, I don't, I don't know if it's a problem yet, but it feels like it's. The it does feel like it's a problem that's, that's on the verge of, of becoming something where, I mean, we're, but, you, you've got them, that, that the wrestler, is it Swole? Uh, yes, who, who yeah. recently left with a, a bit of a firestorm sort of behind her. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, she made some comments about sort of diversity and on screen diversity with, with, with AEW and, and, and comments like Which that. And that weird, was, but... uh, well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I suppose that I, there isn't like a, a massive amount of, yeah, no, go ahead. Everything is all about perspective, I guess. Yeah. And it's from, from her perspective and what she wanted out of going to the company. I do, Sour grapes isn't the ter- isn't the term I want to use because that's not that's not what I mean. But it, I, it it's like a, a very light version of that because it, to me anyway that's how it feels. Because the fact of the matter is, she wasn't very good in the ring. Every match I saw her in, she wasn't very good. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is that the reality of the situation is that there's always no matter what company you go to, there's always going to be a pecking order. And some people are going to get the rub of the green because, you know, they look a certain way or in AEW's case, to their credit, they do tend to try to focus on who is, you know, the most over. If someone gets over in whatever way, they tend to get give that person a push. They don't try and stifle it down like, you know, like WWE might do because it doesn't fit in with whatever story they're trying to tell. Right. Um, they let things happen a bit more organically. Um but the whole diversity thing, it's a, it's a weird one. I mean, you know, should companies be pushing uh, more diversity for the sake of it? Or should they be? Because remember, this company is only a couple of years old. So they need to get bums on seats and get people interested. And they need to push the people that are the most over because that's yeah, the stuff that's going to people in. Yeah. So the reality of the situation is that if she was a big star or if, uh, well, Jade Cargill is a big star because she's actually doing really well in the ratings whenever she's on. Um, you know, if uh, Lee Moriarty or any of those guys like massively took off all of a sudden and were suddenly a big ratings draw, I'm I'm pretty confident that AEW would push that person to have them appearing every week. Hmm. But the reality of the situation is that they're not. Now, whether the... You know, is that a case because they're not getting as enough exposure? Well, you know, a guy like Powerhouse Ops is on Dynamite or Rampage nearly every week. So, you know, and he's, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's its not a simple, straightforward answer to that one in terms of diversity because they need to do what's right for the company to keep 
going. But um, but conversely, you know, do you do stuff to tick a box just to keep people happy? Uh, yeah, it's, there's no there's no simple answer. To yeah, that. I mean, I mean, I guess to to WWE's credit, you know, on the flip side, I mean, they're kind of nailing it on diversity at the moment when you consider the the last say heavyweight champions of uh bobby lashley uh biggie uh then well then bobby lashley as well you know you had uh sasha bianca. banks and uh, bianca belair main eventing yeah. uh yeah. you know night one of wrestlemania which was a phenomenal thing to witness and that mm. there's that that brilliant video um which i'm sure everyone's seen of uh a fan i think someone's recorded it on their phone while bianca's celebrating in the ring of that you've got sasha lying kind of by the barrier this massive smile on her face as she's looking at bianca just like what a great moment yeah. and it's a beautiful and moment and they're kind of doing really amazing things on, on diversity i suppose when you think of it which which to be fair they should be doing because they're mm-hmm. a much more mature company right they they've got the they've got the uh the safety net of being able to put some like Jinder Mahal in as champion and right. not worry about your viewing figures. <laughs> you, you know, so they can, they can afford to take, I don't want to say risks, but they can afford to, um, you know, well, yeah, to take, to take a bit more risky or um, slightly outside of the box decisions when it comes to who they put in in those key positions now those are rises those are respective kind of rises for each of those wrestlers that happened organically in their own time and obviously you know AEW, you're looking at a company that as you said they've got a push who's prominent kenny omega you've got cm punk adam cole daniel bryan and you know they've yet to build um, and cultivate kind of stars outside of of that that initial list which is you know you have to push who's who's hot right now so to speak isn't it yeah and also, don't forget, this is also the same company that squashed Kofi Kingston in twelve Gosh, seconds, awful. and also squashed uh, Bianca, that same Bianca Belair that everyone yeah. was really yeah, happy yeah, yeah, champion yeah. about in twenty five seconds. Mm. So you know, I mean, people because the reason why I bring that up is because the same way you you just did, people were like, oh, you know, WWE is doing this, and I was like, yeah, well, one, they should because they've got a really poor history with that stuff in the first mm. place after being around for however many decades they've been around. And two, when they have had black champions, how have they been treated? Well, yeah, Biggie so, did get the, 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 the longest run as yeah. well, you know, deserving of his, his, his tenure. I, I mean, Lashley's run, run was very good, actually, yeah. to, give, to give that credit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and actually the Bianca one, that one really rubbed me up the wrong way. Not from a diversity or anything point of view, just from, it could have been anyone. But the way they handled that was just really fucking bad. Just like this girl was super over, and you know you could have had her Becky come back, and they could have they could have had a feud for the ages. They could have had a great long match, mm. torn the house down, got into a bit like a Ricky and uh, Ricky Steamboat and Flair, like or Sasha and Charlotte type feud where they're going back and forth and trading and yeah all the rest of it, and they just blew it off in like twenty five seconds. Is that that didn't sit well with me at all it, it, it's funny because you look at a situation where you know bianca and we talked about this in terms of ronda and, and you know any sort of potential sensitivity towards it and i think for yeah. for bianca what must have been a really horrible horrible experience was not to, not just to be told that this is what's going to happen but the massive pop that it got 
as well. You might, you know, because it was Becky. It was the returning Becky, and everyone's caught up in this moment. And then she mm. does, and then she, you know, does the, this this sort of horrible thing, you know, where she's uh, sucker punches her and takes and steals this 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 sort of you know usurps her as champion. But it's done in a way where you you're, you're able to capitalize on this crowd excitement for her return. Yeah, and everyone so got, just and the place sort of goes crazy for it. Continued, yeah. And you, you know, and that must be so much worse. Where she's lying there thinking, "You guys were on my side going into yeah. this event, and you've all you've all turned on me during this travesty." You know, and it must be a very difficult yeah. thing. I, I, I would take it very, very badly. Stuff like and that. And again, you could you could have got so much more money out of that because you could yeah, have yeah. had you could have had Becky come back. You know, they have a long battle, and then Becky loses because you know she's rusty. She's been off for a long time. You know, they have a war of attrition and, you know, Bianca just about beats her. And then, you you know, you have them have the feud and then have Becky turn slowly and start to have that heel turn happen organically. Mm. And then you can do like, uh, then she cheap shots her and, or does something and that's the heel turn. And then boom, you've got like a heel that's, that's hated or as opposed to this weird thing where she came back and then she was talking like a heel but she was still getting cheered it's like okay we the fans don't know what to do now because i'm i like this person but now she's telling me she's a heel i don't know what's going on yeah as opposed to as opposed to getting them to hate her more gradually because you know she does something dastardly to bianca and also they don't want to hate her yeah, you know, so exactly. to just sort of to do one thing in a moment of the return, they're not going to turn that quickly. They're yeah. going to follow sort of blindly because it's it's Becky and the people are insane over Becky. So, it you know, to, it was it was done in a really horrible way. You're right because it it's was almost designed. Yeah. It was it was it was designed that to be celebrated, and I think mm. and it, it did belittle uh, sort of Bianca's. Um, kind of rain uh, as a result, and yeah, but it was, it's a toss up for that one and the, the Kofi experience thing with Lesnar. Yeah. Just and, and Lesnar laughing at the end as he always does, you know, it just makes it so much worse. You know, like, so it's horrible. Yeah. Ha, ha ha ha! I did that. That was easy. Ha ha! What a prick! Yeah. <laughs> it kind of here's a question. Here, um, there's this uh, sort of. Uh, it's become a bit of a cliche. It was for, for a long time where AEW uh, representatives, uh, Cody being one of them, would, would often, in reference to WWE, say, um, uh, we're not competition, we're an alternative. They, they would say that. And I, I, they, Roman says that as well, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ray does, yes, you're right, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they, I think that there is a validity in in that comment there is an element because they are targeting different audiences and i think that was very very obvious but what do you kind of think that that uh says about say the current product you know wwe are targeting families um but i mean they're i don't know i wouldn't say the storylines are suffering as a result of that i think it's become it's an audience yeah yeah i don't think it's 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 not fair to say that it's suffering as a result of that because they can push you know elements of sort of extremities in matches um Mm. but it's you know i i think the we thing is what's that phrase where they're targeting an audience of one which is vince you know but what do you think that kind of uh each company and sort of what they're trying to achieve says about wrestling audiences. So uh, I think, so first off the bat, I wholeheartedly agree when Roman or anyone says that they, the two companies are talking to two different types of people. Mm. 
I think that's very true. And I think anyone that says anything different, not, not anyone says different, you can say whatever you want, but anyone that, that is like, oh no, it's all just pro wrestling at the end of the day. Well, yes, it is just pro wrestling, but WWE is very much catered to family entertainment, whereas AEW is uh, definitely more on the more hardcore wrestling UFC MMA type fan base because you know it's a bit more it's a lot more gritty even in the presentation you know it's a little bit more rough around the edges it's you know it's not as colorful or sparkly or the rest of it and WWE is very much you know glitz glamour polish and you know all that kind of stuff WWE's storytelling issues because yeah WWE's storytelling issues again, come down to the fact that they're trying to entertain a Vince McMahon who's out, clearly out of his mind and changes his changes his crazy mind every 30 seconds. <laughs> so, you know, that that's 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 a problem within them because there's no reason why that why WWE can't tell good logical stories and have yeah. good logical booking, but still maintain you don't have to go you know, you don't have to be doing hardcore matches and get blood every two seconds and the rest of it. Mm. You can still have good, strong storylines. Like all the stuff with Roman Reigns and Brock and, and Paul Heyman, that's been such a great um, thing. And actually everything involving Roman, like the stuff with the Usos when, you know, when he was with Jimmy or Jay. Yes, I, mean, I think it was Jay. Yeah. That was brilliant. The, that that, that yeah. initial stuff when, you know, and he was like establishing the blood, like all of that stuff was absolutely brilliant. So you can, they, so they can tell a really good story. Apparently they can only tell good stories with one person because <laughs> everyone else just goes to shit. Um, but yeah, so they can tell good stories and, and have good, you know, logical, solid booking, but you just need to not have a bad man running the ship. Mm. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a simple story because, you know, AW, yes, you know, their storytelling isn't perfect and they do have some weird stuff that happens, but by and large, like, I'd say the, the majority of the stuff that they do or the storylines that they have or the booking that they have is logical. And it's done from a place of it makes sense for this person to do this thing because they did this thing last week and stuff. And it also, it rewards you. It, like it feels to me like things matter. Like if something happens this week, it will have consequences the next week. <clears throat> things don't normally just get dropped unless they've been a right. huge failure or a huge mess up. Things don't just get dropped or forgotten or allegiances get forgotten or swept under the rug. Like things, it feels like my time and my attention is rewarded when I watch AEW as opposed to the WWE. I can watch something that happens at the start of the show and by the end of the show, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like things have all changed. So, you know, um, but yeah, I, I, I do agree that, you know, I think they are talking to two different types of fans and I, I think that's fine. You know, I think I don't see a problem with that. Um, you know, there are going to be kids at AEW shows. There are going to be hardcore fans at WWE shows as well, because, you know, they like watching Roman kick ass or Brock or Brock kick ass or maybe Ronda kick ass. But, um, it's not to say there's no crossover, but. Yeah, they they are very much speaking two different yeah. types of language. It's funny with I with think. AEW. There's this. It's gonna, this is going to sound like a small gripe, um, but to me, it's a massive gripe, um, and it's the thing that I can't connect with with their product. Um, with who? Sorry, with AEW. Okay, um, yeah. because there's you know obviously you know any 
mature grown up person understands that uh, pro wrestling is 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 a work. It's it's predetermined. What? What? <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Well, Slow yeah. the fuck down. <laughs> Other people might understand this, but uh, like uh, it's it's it is predetermined. It is a work. It is uh, in some cases uh, choreographed, rehearsed, etc., <gasps> etc., et written. Right. And, and we, we understand that as, 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 as pro wrestling fans. Um, but at the same point as we understand that is when I watch it, I want to lose myself in it in the same way I would a film. I understand mm. it's, 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 it's rehearsed, it acted, etc. But I don't want to watch a courtroom drama and someone and the lawyer say something like, I know the truth. You know the truth. This guy holding the camera knows the truth. You know, it's like, well, you, you're taking me out of the scene by saying something as crazy as that, you know? But I feel like yeah. AEW do things like that. That really yeah. takes me out of the product. And mm-hmm. the, the, the sort of the earliest examples of that were uh, Sean Spears. And I've got loads mm-hmm. of examples of this with that where they do it. And it's like, what the hell? You know, when Sean Spears you know, seemed like he was being primed for a push and he turns on Cody and he famously runs down to the ring, gets the chair, you know, plasters, uh, Cody's head, mm-hmm. uh, with, with this chair. And in a, what was a horrible spot? They really, there's no, I don't think there's any bit in the place for that in, in today's wrestling, but anyway, savage. it was, it was horrible and it busts Cody open. They had a press conference afterwards that they, um, that they do and the, the interviewers and the pr- journalists, etc asked i remember the bucks and they asked tony what happened with the chair shot like that was that was crazy and they all said and you'll probably remember it was this. supposed to be a work chair or something exactly like that. that's exactly my yeah. point they said it was a it was a jimmy chair but it was the mm. the the the, the, the top the lip of the chair basically cut him open right mm. uh i i so i see that and i think shut up shut up you know the same and i'll make i'll make the point i'll make the point in a second but they had the same thing with sammy sammy gravara when he hurled that chair at matt hardy's face and his face blew Mm. up they said the Mm. same thing in the post uh uh, event press conferences that they they used to do and say hey what happened with that they said yeah yeah we had a, a a jimmy chair but in the moment, in that moment, Sammy picked up the wrong one and he threw it at Matt, bust his face open. Anyway, mm. and, and I'm watching them say this and I'm thinking, shut up. Like, mm. is the, you know, the, the, the contrast of that is uh, Nia Jax busting Becky's face open. Mm. Right. They didn't, when that happened, right. I imagine Nia caught significant flack backstage because not only was that a horrifically unsafe thing to do, she she th- she basically binned their Survivor Series main event by yeah. by doing that. So I imagine she caught significant flack. But at the same time, I imagine under advisement and instruction, she still went on Twitter and said, "Becky, I broke your face, bitch," which is what you're supposed mm. to do. Why are yeah. you explaining? The fake chair, we had this and this was fake. You're taking me out of the product. I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to explain what went wrong and how you try to make it safe. Don't do that. There's no Mm. element of kayfabe with with AEW. They had them, is it, um, oh God, I've just forgot his name. Is it uh, the guy who's going at uh, Brandy? Is it Lambert? Oh, Dan Lambert. Yeah. Dan Lambert. Um, like he's, he's great. What a great speaker. He's uh, amazing. He, he's yeah. brilliant. But he, he kind of, he had this one a couple of weeks ago where he's, he was in the crowd, I think with, with his tag team 
and he 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 was ragging on Cody as he does. He was ragging on uh, Tony Khan as he does. But then he said, and now Tony wants me to do the impossible, which is to get you to cheer for Cody. You've just exposed the whole thing. You've belittled you, the entire segment. You've belittled the entire that, feud. In that, that specific that, that, instance, though, isn't that his gimmick, though? No, I don't think so because you, yeah, but you've you've belittled your entire promo because you've now made this renegade presentation of you attacking the 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 establishment, attacking Cody and Tony. But now you've just said you've been told to do it. You may as well have said when they handed me this promo. You may as well have just said that. You've you've so belittled the, re- the entire segment. So the so the rest of it, I get on in this in this one specific little incident, I. I I believe that that's I I kind of get why he would do that though because it because at the end of the day I think I think he he from his perspective he yes he is uh, a angry middle aged white dude who's pissed off at millennials and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day it's a you're right it is a it is a little bit of fourth wall breaking <clears throat> it's a bit it's, it's a bit of a Deadpool moment. But it is also a bit of his like, oh, well, I know I have to do this thing, but I'm going to expose the fact I have to do this thing just to piss off Tony. So I think that's it, the it, wrong kind of th- you, 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 you. The fourth wall breaking is when you attack them. Is when you attack Brandy. There were things that he said on on the recent episode where yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. But for that one, you've you've been, you've 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 not you've exposed you've beyond, the whole angle. Beyond. You've gone beyond yeah. it. You've literally just said this whole thing is a work, as opposed to you presenting yourself as a renegade who's speaking up and saying what he wants to say. You've you've literally you may as well have just said when when I approved this with Cody, you, know, you may as well have mm. just said that when Cody told me to go at him. I, I think yeah. you've done, and it's the same thing when Cody he's done it twice in like the last month where he stood in the ring and said to the audience, "I won't turn heel." That, that is mm. to me that is a ridiculous thing to say in a promo, in the front of an audience. I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree. I don't disagree with your point on the Cody thing. Um, I, I don't think he should be addressing, he should be addressing it. No, however, that's my point. However, what I will say is, it's a very unique way of, of addressing it. Because, sorry, it's a very unique way of handling the situation. Because obviously, you know, John Cena went through this shit for years and he didn't, he just, didn't address it at all. He didn't pay no mind to it. He just carried on doing his thing, whatever, what have you. Cody's got the similar, similar, got a similar problem. I'll say problem, similar kind of situation where he kind of gets booed and cheered and Mm. people don't know if they hate him or whether they love him or not. Like some fans love him, some fans hate him. But I, but I, what he's doing intrigues me. Um, It doesn't, I, I don't, I don't agree with what he's doing. But I'm curious to see because it it does make me think. Where are you going with this? Yeah, because it's a very different way of handling a very awkward thing. Because you know he he's he's an incredible promo, obviously, and he knows how to he knows how to manipulate a crowd. Because I think it was was it the week before um, they had a title match. He had this. He, had this incredible promo where the people were booing the shit out of him at the start. Yeah, and then by yeah, the end yeah. of it, he, he turned whipped it them around. into a frenzy Amazing. and they were going nuts. So, yeah. you know, that's incredible. And I think, I think he can only, 
And I think his ability to do that stems from the fact that he's handling it in a in a way that people don't quite know what to make of it. And it's it's a, it's a weird thing. And I like I say, I, it's and I'm not justifying what he's doing. And I, I like I say personally, I think he just shouldn't address it and just you know yeah. do his thing. But it's it's a it's a it's a technique that's got me very intrigued. Um, on your point about the. the- Oh well, Go just to, I just wanted to say like because yeah, I, I, I'd love I don't want to talk about that actually in a moment, but like mm. the point I was making was him using the words in front of an audience. I won't turn heel. Once again, you're exposing uh, the, the the business. Well, I, everyone understands what a heel and a face is, specifically yeah. in an AEW crowd. But I think for you to go up there and basically say, "I'm not going to take this creative direction." That's not something that you, I think, I think that's where you should draw a line on things that you say and things that you can't say. You can acknowledge, Mm. fine, you can acknowledge that there's cheers and boos, but I think for you to openly basically say, I won't be a bad guy. I don't think Mm. that that's an an appropriate thing to say to it, to to an audience. Yeah, I guess, I guess it, I guess it depends on, on, on your mentality, right? I mean, like you say, it's, you know, do you fall into the camp of, wrestling should still maintain some level of kayfabe or do you just go fuck it everyone knows what's going on now so mm, yeah i'm just gonna, I, I'm, 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 a just fan gonna address, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna address the ele- elephant in the room yeah i mean i think I, I kind of i kind of flip between a bit of both i do like a bit of kayfabe but at the same time you know uh, to go back to your points about the, the chair shot stuff like i think that was done because it was still quite early in the company's infancy. And I think at the time, Tony Khan probably made the decisions to talk about that stuff because in those early days, I, I'm sure he was, and I, th- I think I read something about this somewhere. I think he spoke to Dave Meltzer about it, but I think he was very, because they were doing some quite risque stuff when they first came out as well. And I think he was quite paranoid about people, um, thinking that they were like an unsafe uh company. Yeah. Um like he did I don't think he wanted to be seen like a like a ECW or something like that where they used to do all sorts of crazy shit. And I think he, he didn't want them to be perceived as <clears throat> a company that just went out there and did wild shit and didn't give a crap about their performers. Sure. And I think a lot of that 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 you know stuff like that was done as a oh look we we messed up or there was this thing that happened and it was done because of this you know because again WWE can WWE has this has this uh, has a, a lot of has a very comfy um, a very big comfort blanket or comfort zone where they can kind of get away with a lot of stuff that company like AEW probably should be a bit more cautious around saying that they do a lot more blood and guts and stuff like that. So, you know, that's, that's, that's a, that's a whole nother thing. But, um, so yeah, so I think, I think those, those, again, those specific cases, I think there was, there was a reasoning behind that, which again, I can kind of, I can understand and I kind of, I'm okay with it because like you say, with that Cody headshot, that was like, dude, you hit him with a chair from behind. That's a blind chair shot. Um, and, and it looked really, really horrible. So, 
and for that to be one of the first things that you do and the fledgling company that was in the first like couple of months it happened wasn't it I, it was very soon yeah so yeah really early so for you to do something like that and and then not say anything and then playing to it that kind of doing that at that stage I think would have been very risky and made them perhaps come across as a bit reckless or not caring about their performers right and I think they wanted to kind of no, I suppose a subtle away, change away though, from that. A subtle change, change would have been Tony Khan taking the stance of this isn't what we were about and this isn't what we want to do. We are good, you know, maybe not use these words, obviously, but, you know, Sean Spears acted the way he did and we need to draw a line under behavior like that. You know, you mm. still distance yourself from, from the performer who has, mm. you know, who is, and you're, you're justifying, not justifying, but you're, 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 you're maintaining an element of kayfabe by acknowledging as the, as the boss that, yeah, that there's a line that that has been crossed yeah. that isn't really indicative of what the company's about. But I, yeah, I think to explain true. things in, in the way that they've done several times, to me, it's just, you, you completely take me out. So I, when I watch AEW, I don't, I don't lose myself in it in many ways. There, there are brilliant things in there. There are some wonderful, wonderful performers. You've got some of the best performers in the world um, and some great, great matches, great promos that they've been over the, over their very short time as well. But there's mm. a lot of it. I just can't lose myself to, in, in that product because so much of it, uh, even the way, even sort of their, their in-ring style in many ways, um, it just, it doesn't yeah, it still convince very, me. It still leans heavily towards it's performance. Yes, yeah. and not as opposed Agreed. to fighting, and and mm. uh, there's there are, and it, they, you have guys who can do superhuman things, and I'm not mm. looking past that. But I, you know, there there's a line between performance and fighting, and so much of these these guys again superhuman ability. But I don't believe I'm looking at guys fighting sometimes, and that's that's and get, where, that's you, where I lose it loses me. Do you get that with WWE? Do you think? Um, their their fighting makes more sense, but it's like with with wrestling in general. There there's an edict where everyone has to do the same thing, and mm. sometimes I don't really understand it. So like you know, five years ago, this wasn't a thing where a guy would jump off the top, somebody would move, and then they would so and so. Oh, they roll through, mm. right? And now everyone does that. Yeah, <laughs> and like they do it on yeah. WWE, they do it on it's AEW stuff, stuff that yeah, stuff that becomes trendy or yeah. exactly that where it's sort of like everyone does it. You run up, you run at someone in the corner, they backdrop you to the apron and Zaguri. How many yeah. people you can see that in nearly every match on a, on a pay per view? And I yeah. don't understand why everyone does the same thing. You know, there are set pieces almost in matches. And I, that, it, again, in dub, that's a WWE thing as well. And it just takes me right out of it. I don't understand why anybody would want to do the same thing. Yeah, I think, I think I guess for me, one thing, I, I agree with you on, on, on a lot of that. The one thing I would say wrestling-wise, for me personally, that AEW has over WWE is as much as you do get, you know, you, you get the party matches where it's like an eight-man tag and everyone has to do their spot. Yes, and, yeah. You know, Orange Cassidy comes in and does a slow walk and right. all, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you, you got the you got the party matches, but to me, and I see it often, it's, it's mostly in, in the pay-per-views it, it really shines. If you look at the style of all the matches, AEW does a 
generally does a very good job of having very differently styled matches from match to match. So you'll have the party match and then you'll have a high flying match and then you'll have like a, a brutal fisticuffs match mm. and then you'll have something slightly different or like a longer title match. Like, you know, they, they, they always seem to have like a, a lot more variety across the board. Right. Um, whereas I, I don't really get that so much in WWE. A lot, WWE to me feels a lot more formulaic. Um, unless you've got like lightning in a bottle where you've got like a Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles or Seth versus Kevin Owens, mm. where they're just two incredible wrestlers. So you're going to have an, an amazing match. But everything else just feels very formulaic and very WWE. And I guess it falls into the the whole, you know, polished presentation thing where it's yeah. every and if everything's done in a set way and everything's planned out and everything's done just so to make sure we don't stray too it doesn't stray too far out the lines. Mm. Um I agree. I I, yeah, I, I agree. So. I mean if you were to compare the, the pay per views for each, um, you know, AEW will almost always have more than one five-star match. And I think the biggest criticism I could levy at WWE is if I watch a pay-per-view, I should be looking at a five-star match. Even if I don't like the finish, even if I don't like necessarily the the people that are in it and I want other people to be raised, elevated higher, Mm -hmm. I should still be looking at five-star matches. And and I don't know why I'm not. Hmm. And that's that's probably the biggest criticism I could levy against them because they have amazing talent. But for some reason, things just don't gel. And I, it's kind and of I, like, why is that not a great match? That was a good match. Why isn't it a great match? I think also part of that is is something that you briefly touched on as well, the finishes. It's like, if I'm watching an AEW, AEW match, I know I'm going to get a finish. I know there might be a little bit of shenanigans here, there, or something like that, but I know I'm going to get like a definitive finish. There's going to be a winner. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a loser. With a, with the, sorry, with WWE, who the fuck knows? Like, yeah. it, it might, you, might, you might get someone get counted out, or you might get someone like a Damien Priest gets himself disqualified for kicking right. too much ass. How, how are you going to get disqualified for kicking too much ass? <laughs> like, I don't, that blows my mind that that's happened more on more than one occasion. Like, so, you know, mm. it's, it's squirrely stuff like that. And it's, and again, it's, I, I feel, I feel more rewarded for the time that I devote to AEW than yeah. I do to WWE. Sure, sure. I wouldn't dispute time. that. I wouldn't dispute that. Um, and I feel like, and it's, it's that, and I and that's why I also, again, I I have a bias. I I definitely have a bias, and that that stems from the fact that I feel more respected as a fan of W of AEW than I do of WWE because you know you invest so much time in a person, and then they get screwed over. Yeah, they get beaten up mania in twenty five seconds or you know yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and it's just yeah. like, uh, you know, it's yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I, it's, again, it's, it may seem like a really small thing, but one thing about AEW that I've really, really liked is, and it goes to what you were saying about, you know, you'll do the Damien Priest finish, but you do it so that you can expand, you can carry the feud on and keep yeah. it going for another month or two months. But AEW doesn't do that. If you lose a belt, that's it. And I Done. really dig Getting that because, yeah. yeah, they had the, I remember the Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens feud, which was a brilliant feud. I really enjoyed that program. But Kevin Owens lost three title matches <laughs> in a row. And it's like, you shouldn't be getting three title matches. <laughs> if you've lost, you it's done. Second, let alone exactly, exactly. And that's the thing. Like Roman cheated in each to maintain your status, of course. And that's great. Mm. But you have lost three title matches 
Yeah. And that's that. I don't oh, think you should ever ma- be in a situation where you're think, doing that. What makes me think that you're going to beat him on the third on the third time? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have no evidence to tell me that this. Is or what makes me think this will be your last effort? Why not go for <laughs> exactly. a fourth? Because it seems to be that easy. You can just go and claim yeah. it. You know, and you're, and, you're and, right. Actually, yeah, that's, that, that's, and that's something like that. we can do for. And AEW would just say that AEW. If you lose a match, that's it. And I, di- I really yeah, dig they don't that. do rematches. They, uh, in fact, they rare, they very rarely do. The only like significant multi rematch I can recall in recent time was um, uh, Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb, where they had like for some reason they had like four, ma- three matches, four matches. Okay, they kept on trying to injure each other. It was really weird. It was a very <laughs> weird feud that one. Um, they were great. Weirdly though, they were really great matches, really great wrestling matches. But they just kept on fighting each other, and it's like. Why are, you, why are you still fighting? It wasn't even for a title or anything. It's just, why do you keep fighting every week? Um, but yeah, they don't, they rarely do. And I guess that kind of part of that comes from, they've got such a big roster. It's like, you don't have to do yeah. rematches. If you're doing rematches with that roster, I, I, and I was not getting on TV when someone's yeah. having a third like rematch the week, I'd be really fucking pissed off. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. And it's, I think if you tell your story, properly and effectively then you can you can have a lengthy build to the match and the match can then mean something and then you can revisit it in time to come you know regardless of the outcome and i i i like that approach way more than having fight you know um, they'll wwe quite often repeat pay-per-view matches after the pay-per-view on roll the day after pay-per-view yeah that i like that blows my mind i know it's crazy because I understand that pay-per-views are no longer a thing. It's actually they. You know they've changed the name of pay-per-views now. Oh no! What's that? They called like premium live events. I think it is really in you know WWE. Oh, likes I guess you. Are, put, I don't know in the states. Yeah, can you buy yeah. the event in I don't, the states? I anymore, don't know though? that you can. I think you probably still can buy them in some weird way, but. Yeah, they're now called premium live events. Wow, okay. It's like it's it's like the, it's the typical WWE talk where like you don't get like a title shot, you get like a, an opportunity or some right. bullshit. And they don't call them belts; they call them champion. They call them title. I don't know. Yeah, championships. So, I guess I don't know. And they're, yeah, fa- they're not yeah. fans; they're the universe. They're the universe. Yeah, all that nonsense. But um, yeah, the AEW are very good with um, not like because. I remember when Darby Allen was having his feud with MJF and I thought they were going to have like a good like two, three match series and they yeah. had their one blow off match and then they went off and did their own thing. And you know, they're going to have a feud further down the road, but yes, you can revisit that. You can revisit that down. They're both still young. You know, when one of them becomes champion, that's your feud already set up. Exactly. You've already established yeah. history and uh, it's, it's ready to go. So yeah. yeah. I dig that about that, that as a company. They don't, you know, ram something uh, home over and over and again. So, yeah. I, I think, think the, I think, <clears throat> I think kind of the key for me, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they are. I mean, what's this year three? So it'd be interesting to see where they are in five years, 10 years time. Um, you know, the, I think the veneer of the, the kind of honeymoon period of, you know, you're the new young young guys on on the block, and everyone's interested in you, and your your viewing figures are going up, and you're making, you know, you're getting new TV deals and all the rest of it. <clears throat> when they hit like year five, I think all of that honeymoon video will be over, and they kind of really need to set, like settle into their groove. Mm. Obviously, continue to innovate, but where they can, but I think they, you know, that I think there will be there'll be cut a lot less slack than they are now. Yeah, and uh, if they're not, 
continuing to keep fans engaged, people start turning off, and then that could be that could be tough. I mean, they're doing all the right things now for now, I think. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the all the little gripes that you have, you know, stuff like that, where at the moment you're giving them a chance, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. If they continue doing stuff like that, you know, is that going to turn away guys like yourself or you know? Other little bits and bobs is, is that gonna is that gonna piss people off? Yeah, it's funny with with them as a as a company. Um, you know, when they started, I'll, I'll be I'll be very honest. When they announced Kenny Omega, I remember thinking that's a mistake for Kenny because I imagine that you know his you know, his close friends are there and it's sort of the place where he definitely I imagine feels he should be. But in my mind, I was like, you're like arguably the greatest performer. It's a risky move because ultimately they, at that point, didn't have the roster to facilitate anything. Yeah. Anybody, you know, you he went up against Moxley firstly, which you know they were very lucky to have, have secured Mox at that point. I think because they desperately needed him. Mm. But um, you had Jericho at the start, but they've already had their feud uh, in Japan, um, and then you had Mox, and that gave Kenny something to do. But then Kenny, he he didn't have anyone really for a long time. But now he's, mm. you know, gosh, people Sports must be choice. chomping at the bit. Absolutely. Adam Cole, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, they've, you know, there's unfinished Bebe. business there. You have to say the baby. If I baby. <laughs> I've tried several times. Yeah, I can't make <laughs> it work. You know, Omega Punk. I mean, that's, that you know, that has to happen yeah. at some point. So I was, I was certainly proved wrong about that. And obviously another a milestone for AEW was always a case of okay you can you can hire stars can you but you got to make them now mm. and I think they've they've exceeded that I mean Jesus look at Hook Blimey, you know they've oh my made God. an absolute star I, in this guy he's done like three matches amazing I could do like I could just do a whole show of, about Hook like yeah. this guy's like the greatest thing it's just ridiculous but and even the, just the tiny the, thing of send Hook next week we the, send Hook I love it it's so the, good the, funny, the funniest thing is I was into Hook before he even got into the ring like I just I just love to see like he was he was it's interesting because people are people are like oh he's, he's gotten over since he's been in a ring but I actually think that he was low key over before he even wrestled right because the, when it, like I just always remember every segment that he was in he would just be there and just be standing there and doing nothing, but just looking. It's basically, it was just being Hook, which yeah. sounds weird if you don't know who Hook is. Apologies, but like it was, it was just, it was just really funny just having this guy just always in the background, didn't ever say a word. It was like kind of menacing people or whatever, but never said anything. <laughs> um, had this crazy hair, and uh, and I was like, I, I, and it was also also the curiosity if I was like, I wonder if this guy's gonna. I mean, he's Taz's kid, so yeah, he's gonna be de- he's gotta be decent, right? And then I saw that first match, I was like, okay, all right, that's that's that was that was very very cool. And then I was like, okay, but that's one match. It was only like thirty seconds long. And then he had a second match. I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's got something. Third match, like, came out and just absolutely crushed it. And the fans are into him. He's got yeah, that incredible he, he, entrance tune, incredible yes. entrance as well, like you, like completely unique. Um, you know, yeah. And again, like you say, this all credit to AEW. They know how to build their young stars. Because yeah. even like when you think of like a Darby Allen, when they first started the company, he was losing matches left, right, and center. Mm. Um, but he was always losing in the right way. He was he was like taking on guys bigger than him, giving them a hard time coming up short, but in the same with Jungle Boy as well, losing matches, losing matches, coming up short when it when the when the time uh, mattered. 
but the time wasn't right for them. And now, you know, the, these guys are going to be, well, they talk about being the pillars of the company. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, these guys are, they got such a bright young roster coming through. Um, yeah, they really do. Yeah. So they, they, they're, you know, like they, they are, they're doing exceptionally well, you know, and like I said, I mean, we looked at Kenny not having anyone to work with now, he absolutely, you know, has more than he could probably have imagined. You know, they're, they're, mm. they're genuinely building really, really great stars. And in my head, there, there, there are these small milestones now where it's kind of like, okay, now what was going to happen when WWE really expresses interest in them? It'll be interesting yeah. to know which people are going to say no, no way in hell, or which people are going to say, shit, it's WWE. Like, this is, this is the big deal. Of, it's interesting because I, I've been thinking about that this a little bit as well. Because I don't, if you're like, unless you're really stupid, <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's harsh. But like, you know, if you pay any sort of attention to the landscape of wrestling right now, like to me, the only thing that WWE could offer someone to move from AEW money. would be is if they're, yeah, if they're an older wrestler, if they're like in the twilight of their career, uh, and then maybe they want to work a bit less or, or whatever. Um, say like, like a Kenny Omega maybe where he's, you know, he's had a few injuries. He's like, you know, he's getting towards the kind of tailish end of his career or whatever. And they said, right, we're just going to give you a stack. We're going to give you Brock Lesnar money. That's the only way I could really see someone jumping ship because, uh, or, you know, maybe like, I don't know. I was going to say like maybe a mid carder who's, not getting as much TV time, but I don't know. I, <sighs> so I disagree. I, I don't think because like so before AEW started, there were you know the Bucks have been very open that the, they and Kenny met with WWE and they were all offered contracts. Hmm. Um, and the, uh, and again, I think it was the Buck, one of the Bucks who actually said at the end of the meeting, they all looked, the three of them looked at each other and said, "I guess we're going WWE." And yeah. the the thing that makes that interesting is the fact that the wealth of experience that the three of them have, and they wouldn't walk into it without saying, you're not scripting my promos. Because Kenny's been very open about the fact that WWE do that. And I can't imagine he would walk into a situation where he's not going to say, you're not writing for me. You can tell me what you where you want it to go, but this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. And they claim that WWE agreed to everything. And to the point where they ended that meeting and they said, looks like we're going there. And I, I think if it gets to the point where, you know, WWE can do whatever they want with NXT, inverted commas, stars and people that come up because they're mm. WWE owned and they can take them however they want it. AEW is now the first company in, in a while that is building their own stars. So there, there is a weight in bringing them in. You know, mm. they know what freedom is. I remember Cody, yeah. one of his early promos, he referred to, AEW as the Ellis Island of professional wrestling and I think mm-hmm. everyone there knows the alternative at the moment they know mm-hmm. what how controlling Vince and the WWE product is and I think if there's an offer I think a lot of them MJF in particular I imagine is a great head on his shoulders he would say this is what I want and this is what needs to be in my contract I need freedom I want this and I want this. Can you meet that? And they can't just say, yeah, your main event every, every raw yeah. and every pay for you. But I think that people will know what the bargaining is. And yeah. I, I think it's, no, it, it, it opens point. things up a little bit more. I think it's interesting. 
from that I think, perspective? I think the, I think a bigger factor than that, actually, more than anything else, uh, that could turn the tide and make people kind of start thinking, oh, okay, maybe the grass could be greener over there, would be uh, if Vince leaves. Yes. I think that could be a real turning point because yeah. what what's going to define what's going to define how these two companies coexist uh, isn't what's isn't anything that's happening right now. It's when Vince leaves and what does WWE look like post the Vince McMahon yes, era? Definitely. Um, you know, because because I mean, Honda seems to be completely AWOL. Shane just got released. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we haven't discussed that, but Hunter, Jesus, I mean, he's, you know, heart attack. Unless he's like, unless he's like buried in a bunker somewhere, like plotting his revenge. Um, Someone on Twitter said, with all the money and resources that Shane and Hunter would have, why don't they just buy it their own company? company, Yeah, uh, Yeah, they might do. That would be crazy if they did that. That'd be amazing. But yeah, so I think whatever, so I think the, I don't think anything will change while Vince McMahon is in charge of WWE because there's there's just there's too many stories of it. and and you raise a valid point you know if the if the right contract was up and the right terms was up and the right money was yeah. there you know could MJF go do you know what I'll go WWE for three years make a stack load of cash I could always come back to AEW um, maybe that could happen but I think in the la- in the as long as Vince is in charge over there, people will be very wary. The moment sure. he steps down or, you know, God forbid, passes away or whatever, the moment that happens and there's a ch- and there's whatever WWE turns into post Vince, or even if they or even if they get bought out by a company and Vince just has an honorary chairman position. Like anytime Vince isn't controlling that company the way yeah. he does. Yeah. I think that could be that could be when things change, and you might start to see people looking over the fence and giving Steph the eye. No, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess NXT now isn't the call-up place. NXT isn't the place currently that is where the music's going to hit and everyone's going to go crazy over it over that the oh bron brecker is up you know like i don't know how popular bron is but i can't think of anyone else that you know from a guy perspective who's really yeah. made waves at the moment i mean it's very it's, very it's new literally. isn't it but bron bron breaker is the brock lesnar of yeah. uh nxt it's like bron breaker and then everybody else yes it's like you know but, yeah and, then, and, and, to, and to and to his credit i think like I, I have to give credit where it's due. He he is very good at doing what he does. He's a, he's a Steiner. Yeah. Um, he's had good matches. He's only he's had like a handful of matches. Ridiculous how talented he is for for his uh, lack of experience. But yeah, I I, I feel like I don't, know if, I don't want to say he's earned his position, but he's probably the best of what they got right now. Mm-hmm. So his push is is definitely warranted. Yeah, I think WWE are going to get to the point where they're going to have to look to people at Impact and AEW uh, be, oh, for, sure. for the call-ups because they, they haven't had to do that for a really long time. But uh, I, I think almost like NXT isn't going to be the hub of, of burgeoning talent. Well, sorry, the burgeoning yeah. superstars that they that it once just, was. And uh, It was just another one of Vince McMahon's weird freakouts where yeah. he's like throws everything out the window. And then in about a year's time, he's going to be like, well, we need to start hiring some indie guys, pal. Yeah. Like, when were we doing that before? 
Yeah. Oh man, I, I'm mindful of time, but I could honestly talk another yeah, hour. We yeah. had so much we didn't get to talk about. Well, we can do a part two just on Chain getting released. We. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. But I yeah. Even, how does that go? <laughs> like anyway, that's a, that goes like a really awkward conversation. That's how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh, anyway. But um, yeah, so I don't know. Did we solve anything, Tej? Did we? I don't know. No. Probably not. <laughs> There's but... a lot of people going, why am I listening to all this wrestling <laughs> shit? But we enjoyed it and that's we what's important. We enjoyed it. I, yeah, I, I, we haven't, I haven't let loose on wrestling chat for a really long time. So that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I really appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you. Definitely. Um, yeah, um, so uh, uh, yeah, if we made it this far, gang, well done. Um <laughs> But yes, we'll be back. I, I hopefully we'll revisit this. I think there's so much we didn't get to. We do, you know, it'd be good to do an NXT episode. And uh, we just sort of touched on it, but that notion of uh, someone, you know, like uh, uh, Cody's, you know, fan reaction. I, I think there's probably a whole episode mm. about t- talking about that level. Why are fans dicks? Why are fans? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, I won't start it because we'll we'll go on for another a while. But yeah, so thank you, uh, T. You've been listening, gang to uh, Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind podcast. New episodes again on the first and third Mondays of every month. Uh, we'll have Dan back with us uh, for our very next episode, fingers crossed. And um, uh, lots of exciting back stuff like coming. But like a Royal Rumble entrant. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Surprise 31 entrant. Dan walks out like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're, uh, please visit us once again, foreverinelectricdreams.com. Thank you very much, gang. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. I press stop, it's not working.